0: And boom goes the dynamite.
1: It is Sunday night, and you know what that means. Kevin Ely and I are back with a new, br- with a brand new episode of the Boom. Fight, get one of Fight Game Media's top two AEW podcasts along with the Dynamite Show. And of course, we have the host of the Dynamite Show, Jeff Hawkins and Paul Fontaine here with us tonight. That's right. Before AEW Revolution, we did a one-hour live pre-show. You can go watch that on the Fight Game Media YouTube right now. And we want to bring them back to kick off the boom and just get everybody's thoughts on AEW Revolution. Guys. What are your What are your initial thoughts? What is your knee knee jerk reaction to the show that just ended six minutes ago?
3: Uh, you want me? Okay. Uh, I I will say that I think overall, like top to bottom, this might have been the best in ring uh, pay per view that they've ever done. Um, I had seven matches at four stars or better. Wow! Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but, I mean, there it they wasn't without its issues, and we'll get into them. Yeah. Uh, for me, the only match that I had any issues with work-wise
1: was the ladder match, in that uh, there were so many instances where guys were just standing in the ring, not doing anything with, a, with an open ladder or, you know, just setting up a ladder and moving away, that sort of thing. I thought that was a little poorly done as something that kept popping up. But, man, every match was good. I really enjoyed every single match on this card.
2: I really enjoyed it. Um, I have made go. this point. Here we go. I, well, I have mm-hmm. made this point before. There is a strong jam band instinct in this <laughs> company where it, it, we're watching the string cheese incident do an 18-minute song when it <laughs> could have been six. And, and and that's my only. That's only my well. That's one of my two issues. I I I really like this. Let me say this strongly, so nobody parses my words in any way. <laughs> yeah. I really liked this show a lot. Yeah. I loved quite a bit of this show. I didn't like the main event.
1: Really, I loved the main event, Jeff. Why did you like it? To hit me with it. Yeah. Okay.
2: Um. <sighs> Number one, just too many finishers kicked out yeah. of for my liking, and that's that's just me. The crowd obviously exhausted, and part of my enjoyment comes from hmm. the crowd's enjoyment as well. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, I just think they miscalculated that, uh, that Adam, when he tied the hand to the top rope— yes. Because they thought that was going to get a dusty, that. dusty Rhodes type of reaction, mm-hmm. where oh, he's finally mm-hmm. going to get his. And, and to me, I'm watching that going, why are we allowing this in a professional? Yeah, wrestling I was match? like
1: Adam. Adam Page should have been disqualified for that. hundred yes. percent.
2: That yeah, should have been that, the end of the match. And, and 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 James, that'll throw me off. Watch watching yeah. a show where it takes something you out completely. Well, not only that, but before that, they had Red Dragon move a table to the side of the ring. And I'm just like, what is the use of having officials here Mm -hmm. at one point? I understand the ECW-ish type of thing where it's Mm -hmm. like anything goes, even though it's not an anything goes match.
1: See, in my mind, I I let that go because neither of those guys are in the match. And then you knock somebody off. Like I get that. But just Adam Page taking off his belt tying his opponent up and again this is a throwback to something that was done to him but this is a world title match there are rules he broke them that should have been the end of the match
2: here's the other weird thing about that is that when when they brought down the dark order to break things up he shoves alex yeah i missed that And, and 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 that just made it even more murky for me, I, I mean, that. maybe it's the start of oh, getting a dark cowboy type thing. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I'm just watching it going, well, that made no sense. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of dark cowboy, he came out
1: as the exact opposite. I was like, man, this yeah, is the he most taller Mardi Gras outfit I've ever seen. It's he, just a week he, too late. He, you just call his, the electric uh, his, horseman? Yeah. That's his great. Tights, uh, did That's they not great. look
3: a little young buckish? His tights? A little bit. A yeah, little bit. So, the colors yeah, highlighted the, the extra flair. The fringe. Yeah. So I, I, you know, it's funny is, so I, that was my match of the night, the main event. And I it actually, mine, yeah, it, too. I, I actually gave it five stars. And mm. like, for me, like I'm into that style. Like it's the total NXT takeover main event total is what that was. Match, yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm a WWE guy, you know, at heart. Like, if it, all things equal, I'm going to favor WWE. Now, most of the time, AEW is far ahead of WWE, so it's not equal. Right. But I like that style. So what I think this pay-per-view really showed was that, like, they presented a ton of different styles. In, mm-hmm. in Yes. You yeah, had that's always your, been their
2: strength. That's always yeah, been right.
3: their strength. Yeah, and they, do, and they did it all. So, I mean, that ladder match that James mentioned, I'm sure there's people out there that just loved it. Like that just ate it up and might have called it the match of the night. Well, I, like I just we, said, like yeah.
2: Oh, I was gonna I, ask, like I was I just gonna said, ask who the other matches of the night were because oh yeah, that's Let's go good through. to get up top. I mean, sure. who yeah. who who said it was the main event? I think it was yeah, it me was and Kevin James. and Paul or you and yeah. yeah
1: and I'm Kevin? saying that even though I did hate, I hated. The, I hated the the him breaking the rules and not getting disqualified, but I still loved
3: the match. I just loved the sprint, like it was just a yeah. nonstop sprint. My favorite match of last year was Danielson and um, Omega oh, the thirty minute draw, the sprint, right. like and this was like that in in a Kev- way. But but the Danielson Omega match was better. Kevin, I don't think we got your your match yeah. of the night yet.
4: Uh, I, I'm gonna have it to probably hook, say right? the dog collar match, but. It was, uh, in, a, was in a in a way, match. it was kind of Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho because Ooh, yeah. Ooh, because okay. it was just really fun, and I was not tired and was just energized. And by the end of it, I was just like, "That was exactly what I wanted." Did Eddie then, Kingston not yeah. straight up nail him with that finisher? Oh yeah, I it mean was, yeah. nail him. They were getting a little chippy in there.
1: Yeah, a couple times.
2: A little Matt Sarah action going on there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jeff, what what was yours? I'm. You know what? It's weird because this might just be recency bias. But I'm I'm thinking about that. I really liked Kingston and, and Jericho a lot. Yeah, it might have been that that six man tornado. Oh, that thing yeah. was insane. I I and I loved, yeah. it. I loved the insanity. I loved and old man the chaos, old man balcony.
3: sting. So you just Are proved oh you just proved the po- oh no, because J- James had the ladder match. Yeah. So yeah, and and see the problem that James mentioned with the ladder match was the problem I had with with the tornado match. Okay. Like you had the but you had the butcher and the blade out there. Right. And setting up tables, and then they just left.
2: Yeah, that was like a That's a fair yeah, point, you, know, Matt, you yeah. know.
3: But, but I mean, I loved it, you know. But it was just like the, it, you just kind of got to lose yourself in it, I think. Yeah, you know? you know, I think one thing, one thing
1: all our comments here showing me is AEW is so close to putting on that elusive, flawless event, just a couple of little tweaks, and this could have been off the chart. I mean, it's not that it wasn't off the charts, every match was excellent i liked every match
4: yeah it's like that i so i have not ever been to tehas brazil uh the uh <laughs> the famous meat restaurant that people go to the, the really? all you can eat meal yeah My um word. i may do that in vegas but uh you know it's basically a meat buffet and you have like yeah. how many types of meat and they just carve it off at the table and flame it up to you you know and this like all this food it's like eighty dollars and all you know just ridiculous i feel like that's what aw shows are now like they just keep shoving great food down your throat until you're like i can't eat anymore
1: yeah and two hours and 30 minutes in you've got meat sweats you're kind of starting to fall asleep starting to drift and that's that an issue. The Jane,
2: does that mean the Jade Cargo match the salad bar? Is that what that yeah. is? In?
1: Yeah. Why not? When, yeah,
3: when, we, when we go bar. to Vegas in May, we're going to do that uh, Wicked Spoon Buffet on Sunday morning. And then they're oh, talking about God. going to the Shake Shack in the afternoon <laughs> before Double <laughs> no, or Nothing. And no. it's like... I'm going to be full, but I'm still going to want to go to Shake Shack, and I'm still going to love Shake
1: Shack. Like I'm going to, I'm going to have to talk to my cardiologist beforehand if I do make this. this yeah, show fresh medication. i out sure. a
2: suggestion, to you guys. Go to Holsteins yeah. in the Cosmopolitan. It's a phenomenal oh, restaurant. I'm going
4: to write that down.
1: <laughs> there's yeah. so I, yeah, there's uh, there's so many wonderful places to eat in Vegas. Okay, longest match of the night ended up going to CM Punk MJF by just oh, was by 20 59 seconds 25 45. To, according to Wikipedia, they could be a little off, uh, versus 24-55 for Hangman Adam Page. Shortest match of the night goes to Hook and QT, ringing in at exactly five minutes.
4: And yet it was too long.
1: Was any oh, match on this yeah. show significantly better than you expected, or significantly worse than you guys expected? And yet it I'll, was too I, long. I,
2: I went in on this. Um, even though it might have gone a little long, I thought the tag team triple threat over-delivered. I
0: it thought was great.
2: especially yeah. Jurassic Express's involvement in it. I mean, you know that, you know, the Bucks and Red Dragon can put on this kind of match. Yeah. But but I thought I thought and and even Luchasaurus was he held bringing it. Yeah. Ringing it that night. So, so for me, that one over delivered huge. I, I yeah. think Luchasaurus
1: has come a long way yeah. in the last mm-hmm. in the last year, and we really saw it here tonight. 100%. but he can get
2: he can get winded at times. He can get tired, especially yeah. when he's doing the the you know the topes and everything else. But he yeah, hurt for tonight. for me, Moxley
3: Danielson over delivered in the post match. Oh yeah, oh like, my god! I goodness. I was so excited. Now I mentioned to you guys off air. I fell asleep during mm-hmm. the match. Again, that's kind of on me. I had a long day and we, you know, we did the pre-show and everything and, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, and just, it started out kind of slow and it built mm-hmm. kind of like a yeah. Japan main event. Yeah. And, um, but so when I, when I rewound it and then watched again, I was super into it. And then at the end, when we got William Regal come out, oh my God. I was... So excited. Like, I can't even describe how excited I was. Like, I was giddy. And, uh, like, I stopped commenting on Twitter. I just didn't want to see anything. (laughs) Like, uh, in case (laughs) somebody was negative about it, you know, even though I don't imagine how anyone could be. So, for me, that was my my over-deliver of the night, was the post-match of Moxley Danielson. The in-ring stuff for the whole night, I would say, like, Kingston Jericho was probably a little better than I thought. But everything else was pretty much about what I figured it would be. Maybe a little better in some cases, maybe a little worse. Maybe the dog collar match was, a, you know, just a touch. Not as good as I thought it might be, but but it was yeah. it's still excellent. Yeah, and that's one that we all expected like an all-time yeah. great out of. Yeah. Now, the one match
1: where I think both participants, some people see as a little iffy, Jade Cargill versus most improved wrestler of the year, Ty Conti. What do you guys think of the work rate in that match?
4: So in the pre-show, I predicted that that would actually be better than the britt Baker match. What do mm. you guys think?
3: Mm. Just in looking to see. I don't the think rating. they were
4: like noticeable like I don't think they were radically one better than the other, but I actually yeah, did yes. enjoy the Jake Cargo match a little I did, better. I, better. I, I didn't too. mind anything I, in that match. See my th-
3: so th- my th- issue my issue with the Jade match was that the it was the way the match was put together was two baby faces ganging up on a heel. And so that took me out of it a little bit. Um mm-hmm. You know, whereas okay. the Britt Baker Thunder Rosa was a more traditional storytelling, a little too much nonsense at the end, but the in-ring during the match was fine. Jade is getting so much better. Yeah, she's it's, getting noticeably better. But but I I didn't understand like why Anna Jay was hitting her with a chair and like I just that's I an AEW yeah. trope in my yeah. opinion, yeah. and we saw it in the main event yeah. with the the. But, but the at least there, it makes sense. Cheating. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. that was more, he was getting back. It was like revenge. Jade. Yeah. Yeah. Jade was not doing anything wrong. She was
2: yelling at her own manager.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah.
2: yeah. And also, I, look, you said it was a little too much. Air. It was way too much. Okay. Chicanery and <laughs> in the, in the <laughs> yeah. Thunder Rosa match. I mean, I was just like, okay, we have one ref. Del- uh, Distraction spot, and then another rough distraction spot, and then it's a
4: kick. And I just—I felt nope. stomp with a kick out. Yeah, and then Thunder rosa's getting another chance. Yeah, and Thunder Rosa. I think so. I think she's going to win this. This
3: Layla Hirsch match.
2: And yeah, I think yeah, I think she, they're belting her in San Antonio as opposed yeah. to
3: oh, pay oh So yeah, I think that after on get the tacos with Danhausen.
2: Exactly. Yeah, right. Well,
3: this better happen.
2: I mean, and then then it just doesn't make sense because it's like, OK, we've been she's been feuding with Britt Baker for a year. She knows that the, the crew is coming down to ringside with her. Yeah. Make a plan, lady. <laughs> Although I think I think they're saving that for like Mercedes to come down, take mm-hmm. out, mm, take maybe, out the other two. The, where's where's uh, where's Athena from? Isn't she from Texas? Yeah, she's a Booker T person.
3: Yeah, maybe is it, is it, they maybe he brings maybe she brings her in as part of the entourage to counteract Jamie Hayter Yeah, and, uh, but,
2: but I wouldn't mind again, seeing a page match. I, I don't like the idea of booking a pay per view to then go to free TV. <laughs> right. Right. That, yeah. I'm
4: just a little old school. About Especially it. when it's essentially a clean win. I mean yeah. You know, well, well, I mean, I know, but I mean, I know, but I mean like if, if you go by the rule the of it, being, and the ref didn't see, yeah, the, yeah. Fi- the finish being, f- you know, more than 15 seconds after the cheating, it's basically clean. You know? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Now,
1: Kevin, I think in the pre show, you asked, Was Dan Housing going to come out from under the ring? And he did. And you asked, Who was going to curse? And I don't think anybody got it right. The answer
3: was Ricky Starks. I think somebody
1: I think said... Someone said it would be T. Did somebody say t-tas. Ricky? Yeah. Well,
3: they said it was, yeah, either Hobbs or Storm. I think it or... might have been okay. Kevin. It might have know. been
1: Kevin. This sounds like something. That feels something like a week
3: said. ago. Nice work. Yeah, it does <laughs> yeah. feel like a very long time I think ago. we were wrong on like most of our predictions, too.
2: I didn't think I get a pick on <laughs> that one. Had, on I ended first. up going yeah. eight and <laughs> oh.
3: four, and I thought it was going to okay. be way worse. Way worse. Well, Preet won on the Britt Baker title, on the Brit Baker title. No titles changed hands, right? No titles changed.
1: Yeah, that was a big surprise. Yeah. Also, during the Brit match, I started thinking because I didn't think Adam Page was going to lose his match and I didn't think Jurassic Express was going to lose. And I and it hit me if like if Thunder Rosa wins, that's all face. It's an all face. Everyone's a face with titles other than Jade. And I thought that would be a surprise. That's when I started thinking maybe Brit's going to win this.
3: Yeah.
2: Were you surprised by the uh, match layout? Like, were you surprised they started with Jericho and Kingston?
1: I liked... I really liked that... Like, it hit me once they did it. Like, we should have seen this coming, because they always love starting kind of with a banger and finishing with one. And uh, But I, I enjoyed the match layout. It was so unexpected top to bottom.
3: Remember the... Wasn't there... the? Was it Full Gear or All Out when they started with Kingston? And... I remember Kingston having a really good match. That, was it Miro? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and then they went to Moxie Kojima, right after that. And that was like so. The first three matches on the show were like incredible. And yeah. I'm like, oh my god, this is shaping up to be the best pay per view ever. And and it may ended up being, yeah. I think, still All Out like is going to be really hard to beat. Just all because Out of all so the, hard to beat. Yeah, with all the but, surprises. One thing we haven't talked about is is Swerve. Yeah. Um. I love I love the- I love the way they did it. I liked Swerve's
1: entire act, super into that signing.
4: How Jeff. how many people do you think were really into him? That it, it felt a little like and there were enough to make mm-hmm. it to make it feel like, you know, okay, he's a star. He pushed it home at
1: the end though, yeah. with his with his saying, getting the crowd response. Like he made himself
3: feel bigger maybe than he actually was. Did more people get Swerve's house than got CM Punk's music? I think so i do think so <laughs> yeah and i love like i yeah, love
1: punk coming out full roh man full roh i you didn't like that did you
3: no that confused the the heck out of me because it probably did confuse a lot of people and 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 all i got was oh you're on your own yeah, blah, blah blah you know like you're not a fan blah, blah, blah. like i'm sorry like i watched <laughs> the last probably six months of cm punk's run in roh yeah and yeah. Then i've been a fan of his ever since he started in wwf so wwe yeah, jeff
4: you probably didn't know that watched music at Bobo-
3: all
2: did you I have watched almost forty years of wrestling. I can't yeah. expect it. No, I've watched everything. No, I had no <laughs> clue what it was, and I'm just like, uh, and so I'm looking on Twitter, and they, they told me, okay, that's the ROH music. Okay, now I'm now I'm cool with it, and, and and I was good with it, but I didn't know what the hell. I was. still don't was understand
4: why. So not why why, so not why why it was the music. Like why did he go back to his original? Because that ROH was when he had for, his dog when color match. Knew who where he was he a, yeah, all the oh, stuff okay. that so, they've been calling back to in the promos. They should have. they on that. Yeah. It, it also felt like a back. very
1: Prince Devitt, demon demon king thing to me. Is what it felt like as well. And it I think uh, Excalibur it, kind of put that over a little
4: bit. Yeah, the whole that, show that felt said, like I a,
2: absolutely loved the MJF troll on that music thing. I Oh yeah. I, I what was that uh, you pop for that? What did he oh, do? Did. Uh cult of personality starts and then it stops and then it goes into mjf's music yeah yeah real oh, simple but so you know what
1: that's where i was confused
2: too button.
3: because remember i mentioned that i fell asleep in mox danielson so i'm like yeah. fast forwarding through entrances of this stuff to catch up ah. and i thought i'd heard cult of personality yeah and then yeah. i see mjf and then all of a sudden like mjf's just staring at the screen like what's going on and then I hear music I don't recognize. And I'm like, are we getting a debut? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. And then Punk comes out in like an outfit I've never seen before. And it's like, oh, I thought he was in the ring already. <laughs> like, <Right>. so, <laughs> yeah. So I'm I was. And plus, so I Jeff know, being, being, unfamiliar it. Yeah, being unfamiliar with that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. Ring of Honor is a weak spot in my history. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know a lot of it. But I but well, just not objectively. with ring of honor
1: with Ring of Honor. It was all about going to shows and getting the DVDs. It was not yes. the easiest thing to catch the glory days. Um, What what did everybody think about the Wardlow The Wardlow turn And is that the full turn
4: Yes Not having that frame of reference As that being a callback Were you like oh this is cool music Like did it feel like a cool entrance Or were you like I feel like they're they're I, doing I something liked, or not get into i
2: thought punk himself did a great job with the acting part of that yeah yeah the intensity part that, the beginning, that's what the it was of getting buildup was great it.
4: when they were getting strapped in and the stare down and the way they lean on the chain yeah
2: no yeah. I, I, just even approaching the ring with the triple with the x jacket and everything like that i i thought he did a fantastic I, look i didn't even need to know what the music was right because didn't, i'm so just didn't watching him out. he sold yeah. it yeah
3: Yeah, okay. and I was probably just annoyed at the people on Twitter, which is my. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, that's an evergreen statement, Paul. Yeah, I think probably for all of us, there's I,
3: no nothing in the world can ruin some a great show like <laughs> reading Twitter. Well, I, I opened myself up by saying, like, what am I missing about the CM Punk entrance? So oh my I, god, I, 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 I it's, never it's went me. back.
1: I saw that tweet, and I never went back and looked at the response, oh. and that's probably
3: for the best. At least the people were nice about it, but I, that's still, good. Felt, I still felt dumb. Um, wh- wh- as far as your question about Wardlow, I, yeah. I-, I, was, I was surprised. But then as I'm thinking about it, like, and I was thinking about how I laid out what was going to happen, I thought, you know what? like If Wardlow does the same thing again that he did before, Punk's an idiot, so they yeah. can't really do that. Yeah, and so the way they did it I thought was good but I do think this isn't quite over because I think MJF's going to come back with you know what you still work for me and guess what you screwed me now you have to give me the title if you win mm-hmm. right that's I probably that exactly what's going to happen yeah
1: I think that's a good call
4: does he so- get the title shot or does he get the title if he wins or is it just the kind of thing that it doesn't really matter <laughs> was- because they'll just decide what to do that <laughs> night <laughs> Yeah, that that there right. was a gra-
2: sounds- there was a graphic when Tony was going over shows for the next few weeks yeah that they accidentally put up there, and they didn't say they didn't, they didn't say, say anything. it, but it was yeah. mm-hmm. it was Sa- it was the winner of Sammy versus uh, Scorp- Scorpio Sky Scorpio. taking on Wardlow,
3: right yeah. in two weeks, and that's in two weeks at St. Patrick's Day Slam, right. Everything's got to have a name, yeah, it does. Yeah,
2: I I liked the turn, um, mm-hmm. it it, it kind of went into my bias w- when you guys thought that that it was going to be match of the night in terms of er, dave's match of the night type of thing I yeah go, this mm-hmm. is where dave will go okay they were just focusing on the story versus the match type thing so he might decorate down- right. it type of thing right but i thought wardlow was fantastic Yeah, he, he, he was oh really good. here it is
1: <laughs> and i love yeah. that this has been going for so long and it still didn't feel like the full turn like there's still things that can be discussed with MJF over this, you know? And the crowd was hot for it. That's yes. what oh, I was really yeah. about it. The crowd is super hot. Like, Wardlow is super, so over right now. Um, he is going to be a megastar when 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 he finally gets over and he finally has gold around his waist, or silver, either way. Um, and I can't wait for it to happen.
3: The One the issue I had with the ladder match, and as it pertains to Wardlow, was the spots where Christian was, like, setting up the ladders... And then like just why didn't he just climb up? Them. There was nobody yeah. within a hundred miles of That's, the ring. Dude, and Wardlow whole knocked joke. everyone out, you know?
4: and, yeah. the ramp. and then decided to set up the ramp. And he left the yeah. ring. Yeah,
3: whole and match. the only reason that he set up those ladders was so that Wardlow could do that spot where he jumped up onto the ladder. And yeah, the, you know. So it, yeah, that was a little. And then yeah, like there's another spot later on in the night. Like was Sammy okay? Like there was when he did that Spanish fly off the top. Yeah, they never quite told us. He, I he think lo-
2: Isaiah Cassidy was the one that wasn't okay.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, and then I didn't know was it false count anywhere? Cause like Sammy's lying on him like he's pinning him. They could have counted to no, like a thousand. I think it was just in the ring. Oh, okay. In a, okay. In in yeah, this ladder match, match, I gotta
1: tell you the 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 spot that scared me the most is when all six guys are at the top of the ladder and um Orange Cassidy is standing on the middle deal, and then there was I think Christian on the other side, where if though that thing would have folded up. It would have destroyed their feet. And I I was glad they were the first two to go off
3: uh, as that spot progressed. That spot in the ladder match where Wardlow and Keith Lee, I think it was those two, yeah. or maybe it's Powerhouse Hobbs, this each had the they... side of a ladder and Orange yeah. Cassidy's in the middle and they're doing like press. And that then Orange Cassidy, yeah, he flips up yeah. and, and he's going to go for the ladder. And oh, that was. Oh, I that thought you were so going to say when different.
4: they wishbone the ladder and each one of them took a half.
3: Oh, that was, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. And then they're just like, oh, all right. <laughs> one day
4: that's um,
1: going
2: to happen in a ladder so, match. So one yeah. day. Yes. Yeah, since yeah, since what, we're on this. Yes. Uh, Keith Lee did not win. No. no he did not. No. This didn't it's, bother it's, me it's,
3: as much as I know it did you.
2: I'm, well, it's funny because somebody yelled at me on Twitter um, <laughs> about that. It goes, and said, well, if you had one, you'd be saying, oh, no, it's another WWE guy. And I'm like, looking at him going, that might be fair.
5: But. <laughs> <laughs>
4: He never really but, took there though. So,
2: but it was one of those things where it's like, well, don't sign a guy and push him to the moon in terms of being a big time signing and acquisition, and then put him in this match.
4: Yeah, to, who? to
2: lose then. I, I just it it's something that I just I, I I I think they have a lot of guys who can have good matches.
3: Well, he got, fig- he got another action figure. He got another action figure, Swerve Scott. So he forgot that he has Keith. You know?
2: <laughs> True. To, to me, it's when
1: you have that many guys, but like a guy cannot win, and it doesn't feel like a big deal. He wasn't necessarily pinned or anything like that, and he looked so good in the match. Mm-hmm. Like who was it that he literally threw out of the arena, like Darby, um, or uh, oh, he threw it, right? Orange Cassidy yeah. almost
4: yeah. over the top of the people who yeah. were going to catch him? That looked it pretty was, painful. Yeah,
1: Ooh. like they had to struggle to even get their hands on him.
4: Yeah, that you know, just, Paul. When you were talking about the action figures of him finding new action figures, I just went down this whole rabbit hole in my mind of like the Toy Story world of AEW, like the conversations they have when Tony's not around, and <laughs> like who's got who's got Tony's ha- uh, name yeah. written on their on the foot of their boot
3: poor Santana Ortiz and FTR are sitting in a closet somewhere. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> we, I can't we, believe they weren't Dan has in the show. Porky. Yeah. <laughs> they even Yeah. The they even remembered Colt Cabana but they couldn't remember.
1: Yeah, who is no longer
3: a produce. Congratulations yeah. to Colt Cabana yeah. for no longer being fruit and or vegetable. He's um, back th- He's back from parts unknown, which is where he right. was when I interviewed him for the Grandpa Dez show. <laughs> he was, I know where he was, but I, I had to kayfabe it, but he's back.
1: You know what, Paul, uh, real quick, we are uh, – sorry to interrupt you, Jeff, but I want, no, I want Paul to get this out. Paul, tell people about the interview that you have up on the Fight Game Media YouTube oh, yeah.
3: right now. So it's with a guy named Big Trouble Ben Bishop. He's an mm-hmm. up-and-coming indie guy, a little bit on the older side, but he's huge. Former basketball player, and he just won, I think, his first title. Uh, I can't remember the name of the company. It's you know, it's a it's a regional AP something or other, right? Um, and yeah, it's at up on Fight Game Media it's earlier this week, and it's uh, just me. It's Paul Fontaine. It's not Grandpa Des. Um, and yeah, I'm hoping to do more of these. I've got a few feelers Men- mention out. Mention for... how
2: he ties into AEW, Dez. Oh, yeah. sorry,
3: he wrestled on <laughs> Dark a couple times. Uh, most recently against ten of the dark order and he's a giant human being giant so they did it was funny and and you should go back and watch this james i think you'd like it they did a comedy spot where uh negative one went up to him and he comes up to his knees And then he's like got his fists up and he's going to punch him. And then 10 puts him on his shoulders. And now they're doing like the chicken fight. And now they're eye to eye. And then he, I think he might have even slapped, you know, Bishop. And then, you know, and then 10 puts him down and they have their match. You know but what? he also he also wrestled Bear Bronson um, Ooh. like last summer sometime. So he's, they, they're interested in him because they brought him back a second time. So, okay, that's great to know. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad you said that
1: about negative one. I don't want to get too far off the pay per view. Yeah. But you were just talking about. Action figures. I want to throw it out. Has everybody seen the new Brody King Negative One action figure pack? Yeah. And what are your thoughts on it?
2: That's it's really nice. Awesome because his dad was his hero. Yeah,
1: yeah. 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 Well, yeah.
2: Also, a I think it's are, a, they're exploiting him. I'm like, I'm no. like, uh, they're I had putting. They are putting dad?
1: money in his family's pockets who lost right. their dad. Yeah, and that's something that kid is going to have forever, and that is the most badass thing I can imagine having. my dad and i'm a big fan of and
3: him yeah like he gets to go to school now and show his friends is this is me this kid is if he doesn't know he's kayfabe he won't tell them
2: yeah (laughs) I want an action figure of me for something i've done yeah definitely if negative one makes 18
1: years old without being the most obnoxious child on the planet (laughs) he is a better man than me because i would be rubbing this in my friends faces every day every day okay um, so any what was your I think there were some not necessarily upsets and storyline, but there were some big surprises. I don't think a lot of us thought Britt Baker was going to retain. I don't think a lot of us thought CM Punk was going to win the match. What was the bit most shocking finish for you
4: on the pay-per-view tonight? Finish. OK. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, Jurassic Express. Yeah. I, did not, I did not expect them to win. I figured it was like the end of that era and back. We're going to get back to the real tag teams, you know, right? Uh, kind of thing. And,
1: and and it ended up being kind of a coming out party for
4: the right. way. I should have known as soon as they came out in matching tights that they were they were <laughs> they were for real with the gold you know, trend i just and say my
2: mvp of the night was bobby fish almost being mic'd up for most of that match. Yeah. man you could hear everything
1: that <laughs> yeah. man was saying and it yeah. was i it want, was solid
2: oh he was funny he was, was I'm great like, i'm adding a, a star and a half onto this match <laughs> even though i don't do star ratings i just saw that tweet. i saw
1: there.
3: that tweet that was fantastic yeah, that's I, for me, I uh, other than Layla Hirsch on the pre-show, which that was surprised me, real shocking. Yes, yeah, that, that would um, be the one. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I probably say Eddie Kingston, because uh, okay. I was expecting the him tap to lose. out. So yeah. yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, um, and especially the way, like it was clean and it was yes. decisive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it, it was not, you know, like not like Moxley Danielson where you know it was like Danielson was about to beat him and then you know it was almost like a
4: reversal of a pin. I don't even remember exactly how it happened. Right. Like they didn't yeah. do the finish that I. Well, there was a spot that I kind of expected in that match that I don't think they did, but I might have stepped out in the room. When I, like, partway through the match, when I put it together, that they're, they essentially have the same finishing move mm-hmm. with the spinning back fist and the Judas effect, and I totally thought during the match they were going to do, just knock each other out. The double knockout spot? Yeah, oh, double that would have knockout been great. spot. We
1: I wish we could have had Shoney Carter there to do it live. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh um, that's the you know what the um the sorry I'm a little off track, but the Danielson Mox match actually reminded me of an MMA fight. Like yeah. you know, in, in addition to what I said earlier about it being like a New Japan or or a Japan main event, not necessarily New Japan, but um and, and that's where and I think the Jericho Kingston was a little like that too, but just completely different styles, you know, right. like striking as opposed to the grappling and the you know, the body work and everything. What did
4: you think about the amount of blood in the Moxley-Danielson match after the dog collar? To me, it kind of felt like, mm, like that much blood after it kind of took away from the, I don't know, the uniqueness of... To me, you should only do that like once. If this tells
1: I, you anything about how desensitized I am towards <laughs> blood and wrestling, I was like, was there blood?
4: I think I'm resensitized, and that's why.
2: I agree <laughs> in, in, in theory, though, with you. Um, I forgave it because... I was into this as a fight,
4: yeah. In a that's true.
2: Sling match, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, this is more two brawlers who end up cutting mm-hmm. themselves in there, as opposed to oh, I knocked my head on happened. the ring post, or yeah.
3: We we and- had a couple weeks ago in UFC, there was three straight matches where there was like a lot of blood, yep. and so I mean, when you're having those kind of matches or fights, mm-hmm. sometimes blood happens. Yeah, you know, um, in this case, I mean, there are pretty obvious spots where they bladed. But I mean, you have to yeah. take yourself out of that. And, you know,
1: I feel I kind of feel what you said, Kevin, on being resensitized to it because I want new fans to come to AEW, So I'm more sensitive to it on dynamite that I am on the pay oh, for sure. the people needed to pay, you know, 60, 70 dollars for. Um, but yeah, I feel you on that. All right, y'all. We are a little over a half hour in. Thank you so much for joining us. Really enjoyed doing the pre-show with you, you guys today. Really enjoyed doing this post-show with y'all. Anything, any real points you want to make on your way out here tonight? And also, of course, tell people about your show,
2: where and when they can listen to it. I, I want to ask an old man Hawkins curmudgeon question on the now way. Now we're out, talking. Actually, all right. Because I have this theory that the stipulation in the match should be put over heavily. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, you should not bring in other things that ruin the stipulation of this match. And one of the reasons I am slightly underwhelmed, although I still enjoyed it, about the dog collar match was the addition of the thumbtacks. I knew that. I, know, oh, I was totally, thinking that's yes. where
1: you were going. Yeah yeah i agree with you 100 percent. I, I think i just wanted dog to know if i was alone in that specialty. because you can
2: you can make the dog collar far more violent if you need to have the violence the the yeah. thumbtacks i thought were superfluous and i thought that i thought that match had a bit of a like a five to six minute uh, uh glut in there where it was just things went to a stop and then they went home and then and and that was my i mean that's somebody asked me or somebody in the uh, Facebook group, I think it was Ryan Fantasia, said he put it above Piper and Valentine. I was like, I cannot Mm-mm. go there on that one. But Mm-mm. different strokes for different folks. He enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I just wanted to check with the—because the old man wrestling fan in my brain goes, I don't like these thumbtacks because it's taking away from the dog collar.
3: I, I, I don't soon like soon thumbtacks, thumbtacks in general. <laughs> as soon as the thumbtacks were introduced, number one, I knew that— um, Mgf was losing at that point. Like mm-hmm. as soon as he brought in the thumbtacks, I knew okay, Punk's winning. Number one, number two, I knew the dog collar was irrelevant. Yeah. Like it, it means that's nothing anymore, okay? Because you know the, it's all, it's all about the thumbtacks now, and it was. That's all they did was tease spots about going into the thumbtacks. Right. You can now. follow
2: right. me at Crap Game Thirteen for more old man <laughs> the yeah. yeah. uh, things.
3: <laughs> For me, I, I have a question, and maybe you guys can talk about it, and I'll listen later. Okay. Um, but uh, after the match, sometimes we get things that tease, okay, who's going to be the next challenger? You know, New mm-hmm. Japan does it all the time, but they don't always do it in AEW. Right. There was only one guy on this show that made any indication that he was interested in the world title, and that was CM Punk. After he won, he yeah, did the did. belt motion, and he's the only one. So mm-hmm. is are we getting Punk Hangman. i think we're getting punk hangman at some point is it going to be double or nothing or is it going to be before that and if it's not who's going to be the challenger at double or nothing is it still because we all came into this thinking it was going to be mjf i think right is what we, is what we all said but i don't know if it's going to be now the way this all went down i think it's going to be mjf wardlow now at double or nothing
4: page I, has yeah, had i think he's so. had a challenger every month essentially yeah he's essentially but been a title punk, match it doesn't month. seem like a tv match it doesn't seem like no. a tv match no. but no. But and I, he's not I would right. think he'd have at least one, if not two defenses between now and double or nothing.
3: Yeah. So, so you look at the gonna, top five, a maybe build. like a Will Hobbs, uh, you know, like guys like that uh, would, would get the TV title match.
2: I don't care about. Having the next guy up on the pay per view, I think that's what the TV is for. That's okay. what you. That's what Wednesday's for. The pay the pay per views are your blow off. Yeah, they it's end your of stories, whatever, and then you reset on the following TV the next week. I think it has to be Punk and Page, and I think it's possible they're turning Page to go heel on a babyface Punk here. Hmm. Um, so that I mean, that's an
1: interesting hmm. thought. Yeah,
2: and and plus you can turn that. Remember the concern I had. The first question out of the gate on the pre-show. Yep. That becomes that becomes your new guard killing the old guard, so to speak. Restate your the question match. for the people
4: who have yeah, haven't maybe haven't listened,
2: listened uh, yet. I I had I had concerns because I thought that the dog collar match was definitely setting up a world title match. Mm-hmm. So I thought was it derivative if Adam Cole won the title and, and Punk won the dog collar match to right. have to have Punk versus Cole, two ex WWE guys, on the top of your biggest card in history, or would it serve them better to have MJF versus Adam Page as two in-house talents that they had that they had raised and grown and been with the company since day one, on top in your biggest name in history? Because Punk's definitely a draw.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's- so I. I wasn't ready to answer when you first asked, but now that I've had like six hours to think about it, (laughs) uh, I, I, I think you're right. I think punk may be the exception because I think, and we talked about this. I think James and I may have talked about this last week. Um, In my mind, Cody Rhodes became irrelevant to AEW when CM Punk showed up because the, the, the aesthetic and the, not that when that's not the right word, but the the spirit and the philosophy of what a representative, he was the yeah. representative of WWE and the guy who the guy who left WWE yeah. yes. to bet on himself and did that. He did that And in some ways. He did actually do that more than punk did. But when punk showed up, he he became that voice and mm-hmm. Cody became irrelevant when it came to that. And so I think punk, if it's punk, I don't think that'll be how it's received. No. But if it were like. If it was Cody. I don't know. Yeah, it was Cody. Oh. Now I'm telling you, and I'm saying that, saying now that I've, after kind of putting that together, like now all I wanted to see was CM Punk versus Cody.
5: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't oh, know what yeah. we'll ever see now. Well, you, yeah, you could. Yeah, maybe. Um, know. No, you could actually even have Punk and Hangman go in as baby faces and then have Punk churn. Cause I do think we're getting yeah. a punk heel turn at some point. We've right. we've talked yeah, about that it's, almost it's since day one. For that though, to me, yeah, yeah it's getting right. there. You're probably
1: I've right never, though. I've never wished we were more on video. I wish everyone could have just seen the motion that 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 Kevin Ely just made and how much it looked like Danhausen. It was seriously the ghost of Danhausen. Your whole shrug <laughs> thing. It was phenomenal. And I, I you know, you would expect that to be a little bit of a Toro Yano thing, but no, it came off as full Danhausen.
3: All right. Paul Jeff,
1: <laughs> let Both us know where to listen chaos, to your podcast.
3: When and where. That's I'll right. Give the plug. All right. So the Dynamite show is on the Fight Game Media Patreon. That's patreon.com backslash fight game media. And uh myself and Jeff are up uh you generally about an hour, hour and a half after Dynamite ends. We break down the show in detail and uh and then you guys p- pick up the Slack on the weekends and on the free feed. What? You guys get to think about the takes. Yes, just yeah hot take stuff. That's right.
5: Well, as Kevin, are full as Kevin put
3: it, we provide critical analysis and you guys give, you guys are the fanboys.
4: Yeah. That sounds fair. That <laughs> that's pretty much fair. it.
3: And that's Kevin's words, not mine. Yeah.
4: We just get to pick and choose yeah. the stuff we like and talk about that and skip the rest. Yeah, exactly. That's, you guys, yeah, are, the, you guys the, are beholden the to talk about everything.
1: The wonders of the boom. We get to pick and choose what we talk
4: about. I, I will Jeff. say the yep. Dynamite Show is my first listen every Thursday morning after I drop my daughter off on school. Thank you so much.
3: It, it would be mine I'd too. And and there, how they're
4: wrong. And of, how I
2: could bring that up? Out out of, yeah. <laughs> I got to
4: take notes. What can I, I argue with Paul there. about
3: and, and call him out on Sunday? <laughs> This, Paul, I, you know, I, I enjoyed working with you guys today, and I hope we get to do this again. Uh, Definitely, double or nothing's gonna be tough because we're all gonna be there. But maybe
2: uh... I won't. I'm gonna hold down the oh, fort. Hey, <laughs> you
3: can set up the video, and we'll
2: all join you from the hotel room. There okay, you go. Sure. Perfect. Yeah, because hotel internet's really reliable. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. No,
1: there's nothing like it. I can tell you that right especially now, especially in Vegas. Yeah. All right, Jeff Paul, thank you so much for joining us. I had a great time, and I am looking forward to doing this again very soon. Mm-hmm. Have a good one. All right, Kevin, now that we've now that we've booted those two yokels. (laughs) She's still here. No, that was. Yeah. Listen, I had a great time with Paul. I had a great time with Paul and Jeff. Absolutely fantastic. And one of the things I had the most fun about with the during the pre-show, which, again, you can go check out right now on the Fight Game Media YouTube is how differently we saw things going in this show and how different you and I saw things going. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you, we were about right. Each of us were right on like half this card. Um, early on, I'd gone four and one, and I literally tweeted, I think things are about to change dramatically for me. And sure enough, I ended at eight and four. But um, such a great card, man. Every, just like all out, and I was hoping that's that was going to be the case. Every every match was strong. Even the matches that we we talked about with Paul and Jeff just now mm-hmm. that we had major problems with. They were still great matches.
4: Yeah, I think there's something you know. Right before we went on air, when you were asking, hey, we were just we were just talking about whether or not you know do, does AEW wear you out. Yeah. And I was in my reaction was literally like, I thought it was just me.
1: Yeah. And then I was talking to Paul about it and Paul tried to yeah. say, I thought it was just me. Yeah. And, and I, I like, like, this is a recurring thing. I felt this during all out and I, and I, and I, I told you, I think back then it wasn't until I rewatched the next day, I realized how great all out was. Yeah. And I think maybe, the like, there's a couple ways to fix that. And that's something I want to talk with you about before we move on to kind of the week at AEW, because there's a mm-hmm. lot of things to talk about with ROH, Cody Rhodes News. There's a lot going on. And we've talked in the past about maybe the idea of backstage interviews to let you cool down for a second, to let mm-hmm. you run to the bathroom. There was no bathroom break on this show. There was no. not one. I ended up having to pull the, 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 the card up the show up on my phone to go cook myself dinner because I knew I, I, I needed to go immediately into this show afterwards. And I did that during the Brit Rosa match. Um, But maybe, maybe move some of the undercard, you know, don't give us 12 bangers, right? Give us nine and give us those three undercard matches on the actual show where we can walk away if we want to, or, you know, give us a little bit of a breather, you know? I, yeah, I love Chris Statlander. I like Layla Hirsch. Mm-hmm. That would have been a little bit of a breather, though. I could have ran to the bathroom during that one,
4: or have an intermission. Like, yeah, you know, one of the things you know we'll, we'll criticize WWE pay per views for all the video they got to do a video package for every match, and all the commercials, and all this kind of stuff. And and AEW is very old school, and it's just match to match mm-hmm. to match. And the only times, the only times I noticed that they really did. Um, any sort of stalling tactics was when they had to change the mat after there was a lot of blood spilled on it. Yeah. Um, and it yeah. was clearly planned, but like, you know, the other, the other angle of that would be like new Japan where it's like, you're starting the music for the next match. while like the winner still
1: in yeah, the, the ring. Yeah.
4: Um, but they'll have like a 25, 30 minute intermission. You know, I wonder if they like cut a match or two, mm-hmm. you know, and had had the first half of the match, then had the dog collar match. Then had, like, a 20-minute intermission, you know, with a couple of, like, backstage interviews from the first half of the match. Yeah, have like something that, you know, going on. Like, a, a good chunk, that. you know.
1: Something just hit me, Kevin. I, I thought, in my mind, this was going to be a three-hour show. This is a four-hour show. Plus and the show with, with the st- buy-in, it's a five-hour show. Yeah, stacked That's pre-show. too much. I say just give us a three-hour pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Just give us a three-hour pay-per-view. That's as much TV as you do all week anyway. Mm-hmm. Like give, when I was when I was a kid watching WCW all the time, getting all the mm-hmm. pay-per-views I could, I believe it was always nine matches and it was a three hour show mm-hmm. that like I 245 or something. Yeah. Four to five, ma- two to four to five hours is too much. And that's, yeah. I think, one of the big negatives we've had from WWE for a while is they do big pre-shows. I do like the table they have with Booker T where they, they go over everything. I really like, I like that. that too. Maybe AEW could do something a little more like that. But man, when you get into four, five, six hours, that's too much of a good thing. And you end with everybody worn out. And I do think Jeff Hawkins had a good point that the crowd seemed worn out in the main event, even though I loved that main event. It was match of the night for me.
4: Yeah, they did get him back, though. I thought that crowd they was did. completely dead. And and luckily, they were they both named Adam. And yeah. the crowd really enjoyed making mental I believe I believe there, were, there was a... So there's a let's go, Adam chant. Then there was a let's go, Adam, Adam sucks chant. Yep. Then there was a, uh, let's see. I wrote them down. The other one. Oh, nice. There were four of them. Uh, The third one. Well, I don't remember what the third one was, but then the fourth one, I believe, was they started chanting fight for Adam. (laughs) Which I loved.
1: I love that. By the way, we're 45 minutes in. And I just want to say, real quick, if everybody would like to go check out uh, Patreon.com/slash/FightGameMedia for just five dollars a month, you can really support us here at the Boom and everyone at Fight Game Media. Of course, also check out FightGameMedia.com. But our Patreon is only five dollars a month. You get lo- lo- lots of extra content. You get an extended brace for impact show. You get the Dynamite show. And every month, every show does something a little extra. We do an, a bonus show for the patrons. And again, it would help us out. It would help everybody out at Fight Game Media. Go get go check it out. Patreon.com slash Fight Game Media. Yeah. The the Adam Chants were fantastic. I really like that. I've got some notes here on this card. And I want to bring up something that I don't think anybody else that, that we've talked to today, any of the other four of us, is qualified to talk about. And uh, and that's Eddie Kingston's giant gut. Eddie Kingston, <laughs> I swear, Kevin, has put on 25 pounds since we saw him last. And I, I'm i a big fat. I'm a very large man. And so I feel like I can talk about that. And for years now, me and different people I've talked to are like, man, if Eddie Kingston just hits the gym a little bit, 20 not a ton of weight, like 20 pounds, he's going to be world champion. And apparently the catering at AW, Kevin, is so good.
4: The like I realized...
1: Yeah, I realized it's just not going to happen. This is the Eddie Kingston we're always going to have, and I don't hate that. I do love this Eddie Kingston, but man, I I just want him to be the most successful Eddie Kingston he could be, and by cutting out that peanut butter pie and coming in 20 pounds down instead of 20 pounds up for the pay-per-view, and I know I'm going to offend a lot of people with this, but you know, I just want him to be the best there can be. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think it's going to be, I think it's going to be the Eddie Kingston we have now. And that's a great Eddie Kingston, but I don't know if that's an Eddie Kingston, who's going to have any kind of run as an AEW champion, because this is a television product where people are supposed to be muscular and in shape because they're high level athletes and he doesn't come off that way. But uh, I still loved his match and I wanted him to win and I'm glad he did.
4: Yeah, I think, and there's other ways, you know, like Kevin Owens has pretty significant gut. And, uh, yeah. you know, he just dresses in that's, a way that Dusty they, Rhodes, you know,
1: a world champion. And that's the thing. Yeah, Dick Murdoch. I think if you're Eddie Kingston, you got to make a choice. You either need to you either need to lose 15, 20 pounds or put on 100. Either way, <laughs> I got your back
4: all the way, <clears throat> like all the way. I did take a screenshot of um, of from Rampage of Eddie Kingston with his arm around Tony Schiavone's shoulder. Pointing at him after just having decided to go eat Reese's peanut butter pie because I was like, that's a mood. You know, we Reese's, we had let's, a, let's go ahead. We it. had a lot of
1: we had a lot of this that is a mood. That's a whole ass mood, ladies and gentlemen. And we had a lot of discussion on here about is Eddie Kingston ever going to be able to finish a snack in catering. Because if the camera's on you, you're not finishing what you're about to say. No, you're not finishing what you're about to eat, you're not finishing anything ever at aew and that's reality um i really like the Swerve entrance we talked about that a little bit i thought he came off as as a, a a cool dude a slick dude i really like that i i hope he is put very quickly into a maybe the tnt title picture to start off he feels like a guy who should get that rocket ship attached to his back asap
4: um I like that they just debuted him instead of making him like the seventh man in the latter match right before. Yeah. That.
1: Yeah, I like that. It it felt special also, Kevin, when when William Regal walked out, and I'm glad yeah. it's William and not Steven Regal. I don't know why that is, but I am. Um, I immediately thought Kevin Kevin Ely's an oracle. He is a <laughs> seer of the future because we talked about this. You talked about what how great he would be as the manager of a brian danielson shooter stable yeah
4: and that's what's going to happen that's clearly what's about to happen if that i think this team comes together yeah you texted me in all capital letters it's it's all all happening
1: happening. Uh, and it was yeah it was all our hopes and dreams are coming true right now thanks to tony khan william regal and brian danielson
4: that was the moment of the show it was yeah
1: and i think for a lot of people our age on twitter as well mm-hmm. people were losing their damn minds kevin yeah for that and i kind of hate that it, it showed it, it felt bigger than swerve it did but i do think swerve oh,
4: absolutely did yeah
1: swerve like did such a great job in getting in his call and repeat like he got people going for that and and he looked like a big deal despite william regal getting
4: the mm-hmm. huge pop of the night, yeah. But if, uh, they were kind of, they were different parts of the show, and mm-hmm. you know, it was separated know, well. Yeah, no one's gonna walk away and say that Swerve Strickland showing up was the most memorable no. part of the show. But that's okay. He'll he'll, yeah. he'll 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 do something great on Wednesday. The yeah. Regal thing when he came out, um, and number one, you just realized what was happening. But the number two, I didn't, I hadn't put it together when you talk about history that regal has a he's tied to both of them separately right right so he helped train brian danielson Mm -hmm. and then he really helped train john john moxley had already been trained but he helped bring him on to break through a performer in um what what was it Uh, the florida fcw before it became nxt
1: i didn't know that but that makes sense as soon
4: as when dean ambrose was for when he was first signed as dean ambrose um, you know he he came in. He was this. He was kind of FCW, one of their first like kind of breakout stars in the developmental. And uh, Regal was kind of the commissioner, and he was also the commentator. And uh, they his first big angle, first big storyline was a feud with with William Regal. Um, that was like a blood feud, and it was him. It was basically like the you know the young ups. It was it was MJF versus Punk. It was it was him coming in and saying I'm the new I'm the new sheriff. I'm going to take out the old sheriff, and Regal having to come out from behind the commentary table, take him out. Like they have a really great history. And seeing I love that. I love that they played into that. That both of the that he walked in after those guys had that match and bossed them around. Yeah, slapped them across the face.
1: Grow up. You just had your match. Right. Be adults. Yeah, and that's he stunned him, and he, yeah, and then he's gonna slap. I'm hoping Daniel Garcia into into, into shape. And God knows how many other people. Oh, that
4: just needs to be the thing. Like, he it just needs, needs to like, be. So, in his match, he'll just come out, slap someone across the face. It'll be like Malachi Black's Black Mist. <laughs> They're just marked.
1: <laughs> he's like your old Bobby Knight. He's your guy who's absolutely abusing kids and no one cares.
2: Although, in this instance, they would
1: be fully grown adults he's abusing, which is kind of the way of the world in professional wrestling where we get to regularly discuss blood feuds. Which Man, I hope, makes I hope me that he
4: shows up at a 2.0 match and slaps them. Both Matt Lee just shuts up. Matt Lee takes him back. Matt Lee and Jeff. Is it Parker? Jeff Parker? Yeah, Jeff Parker.
1: They will sell those slaps. Yeah. Like they just got hit in the face with steel chairs. Yeah. And they're going to they're going to flop around on the floor and they're going to jump up and they're just going to be spitting and muttering. And that's all I want to see in the world right now, Kevin. And I hope we get that. I want to see him put Matt Lee down. Oh, that's the dream. So, two One match I want to talk about is um, let's talk about Jurassic Express real quick. Mm-hmm. A lot of y'all thought like the titles were going to move immediately. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I thought this was going to be about furthering the storyline between the Young Bucks and Red Dragon. And what I didn't realize is kind of like we y'all talked about in the pre sh- not in the pre show but just now with mm-hmm. Jeff and uh, Paul. This was kind of a coming out party for Jurassic Express. Maybe the best match they've ever had. As a team, we knew Jungle Boy was going to look great in this match. Luchasaurus also looked really good here. I still think they're going to lose these titles to Santana and Ortiz. Although I might should say I hope like that's who I hope they lose them to. Um, and then I'm I'm hoping we get Kenny Omega sooner rather than later. We saw Dan. We saw Don Callis come out on the pre-show. Still haven't been able to hear exactly. Yeah, what I haven't been able to watch
4: it because we were doing the show.
1: Yeah. So I'm hoping I'm I'm hoping to catch that a little later after we do the show, Um, because I want Red Dragon and the I want to see what happens with this feud. But I'm ready for it to move forward. Mm -hmm. And to do that, I think we need Kenny Omega back, even this, even if he's not necessarily wrestling. But then when you tie that into what Tony Khan said, I believe early, real early this week, like Monday, Tuesday, when he was doing the rounds, kind of building Mm -hmm. up the the ROH announcement, which we're going to talk about here in a bit. He was asked about the trios division and he said he kind of wants Kenny Omega back for that, which makes me think we might have the birth of the trios division with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus Adam Cole and Red Dragon.
4: Mm-hmm. And the House of Blacks also yep. has an identity as trios. And
1: Ray Phoenix back. I mean, look, we know what an amazing division this'll be. This'll be mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking even forward to it. If the belts are off of Jurassic Express, you throw them right back in with Christian. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I again, I feel bad that I'm reading about Marco stunt fighting, fighting kidney stones while you're yeah. seeing his team in their maybe their best title defense yet.
4: Kidney stones are no joke either. Oh, they're like, <laughs> had
1: my dad, times. A, my dad was a very tough man, like a really tough dude, a former boxer. And I saw him in the fetal position weeping as a child. And I was like, oh, I never want kidney yep, stones. They're
4: bad. They're yeah. bad. So that that, you know, that tag title match in the facebook group i was kind of in there commenting a little bit and Mm -hmm. uh during the middle of the match i think i typed in there i i kind of hate this match uh really and the reason i hate it kinda is because there was a lot i hated but there was also a lot that i just couldn't not love so it was great action i really love the ending Mm -hmm. um I love I in hindsight, I love the jungle boy in Luchasaurus one. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I I hate to be a I hate to be an old man Hawkins, but bring it. But I man Kevin, like I want tag matches to have tag rules, you know, and, you know, and when it when I could never remember who was legal. Mm hmm. Uh, I could, you know, and people just like come in and do like three tag team spots, just whatever. And the referee just kind of waves yeah. his arm around and stuff like that. It's I think I am used to it. I'm used to it in Young Bucks matches. Yeah. But like when it's a triple threat and there's six guys doing it, it mm-hmm. just felt so much more. It's a lot it was driving me crazy through the match. You know, Kevin, what you just told
1: me is that AW has broken me because in the first year of AW, I noticed these things and I had a big mm-hmm. problem with these things. And I did not notice it in this match. Which means I'm a broken human being. They have like officially done it so much, so flagrantly, that I legit didn't notice. And that that's a that's a concern. That's a real concern because again, I want the rules to be followed because if the if you don't have rules to follow, then when broke people break rules, it doesn't mean anything. Right. Um, and you want the the breaking of rules to meaning that's kind of how you build heels. And again, I had such a huge problem with it in the main event. This should have been more of a problem to me here. So that's a really good point.
4: Yeah, it's kind of, you know, when FTR came in, they made such a big deal about it. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of wish they had won that argument because to me, it's constraints inspire creativity. And yeah. and the Bucks and Red Dragon and Private Party and a lot of these like really fast paced teams. Mm hmm or and, and this is this is also going to tie into my irrational dislike of Penta and Fenix yeah as a team yeah uh, because they're very creative in how they come up with spots mm-hmm. like how they how they'll you know, they'll I'm gonna throw you into this and he's gonna do that and I'll kick you while it happens and all that kind of stuff. But what but without the rules of the tag stuff, they don't have to figure out how to work that into a story. yeah and so they're not creative storytellers. they're just creative. Spot tellers.
5: Yeah.
1: I get what you're saying.
4: They could be so much more. And yeah, if you just add yeah. that bit, the
1: story is are able matters. to pull
4: those things off. Yeah, it'll be even yeah. more exciting.
1: That's one of the few like, look, I um I can't bring myself to listen to Jim Cornette anymore, mainly over just politics. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to hear politics of any kind when I'm listening to wrestling commentary. Right. That's one of the places. Yeah. That's one of the places he's right when it comes to young. bucks. like, and I like the young bucks, Mm -hmm. but the spot fests are taking away from storytelling and storytelling is what wrestling is all about. I am more interested in story than than the the physicality of the matches. And I know that probably sounds strange to a lot of people, but I've realized in the last couple of years that's true. And it's probably always been true.
4: Yeah. And I and I don't mean that to be a knock against the young bucks or call them spot monkeys, because I do think the young bucks are good storytellers. Yeah,
1: they're great, but they could be better. Yeah, and we see we're seeing this a good match to point that out in. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Let's see. <sighs> kind of I I. I really thought Keith Lear Wardlow was going to win. I hated Picking, but I thought like clearly Wardlow built like I don't think Wardlow makes the move he did in the uh, in the match with CM Punk, the CM Punk match. If he didn't win, he needed to win to move that forward. I think for sure.
4: Yeah. Looking back over the whole show, you kind of see how it all added up, you yeah. know, of what happened before what and everything. Um, I I agree. I think I think him winning that match before before the CM Punk match gave him the perfect, like whatever confidence, you know, to be able to say, I've got this in the pocket. Uh, I don't need you anymore. Um, yeah. And it was a huge moment. Oh yeah. Uh, yes.
1: Go ahead. I was literally reading my notes and I was kind of doing a Seinfeld waking up to something he wrote, wrote in his dreams type <laughs> moment. Where I'm like, what in the world does this say? And my O oh was when I realized what it said. So go ahead and then I'll get back to that. Now you go
4: ahead and I'll finish my thought.
1: It was literally it just said uh, Adam Cole's halo gear. And I was oh, trying gosh. to interpret what that was. What did you yeah. think of the halo gear?
4: Oh, that annoyed me. I, that's that's I, that's what <laughs> I, where I felt old. Because I liked
1: the trunks. I liked the tights. The trunks were cool. Those look good, but the armor... Was a little over the top. Felt a little bit like is RoboCop coming out to rip open a cage right now. Right. <laughs> little. Yeah.
4: But yeah, also Jade had
1: good gear. I like oh, Jade. Oh,
4: Jade had a uh, super Mortal sharp gear. Yeah. yeah. That was With great. With the guitar player playing her in. Um. You know, yeah. That was fantastic. I
1: think one of the reasons I really like the Jade match is because again it's incremental improvements, but she's better. Like this match showed, she's gotten better. Hmm. And that tells me she's serious about wrestling. And that was the only question was how serious is she? Because I I think I don't think I'm out of line saying she's the most exciting new female talent in wrestling in years, Mm -hmm. maybe ever. And she seems to have unlimited potential. And the fact that she keeps getting better, keeps trying new moves, incorporating new moves. That just makes me so excited for the future with Jade. And Mm -hmm. um, and I don't again i get that she's not the best wrestler in the world but i don't get the constant negativity towards her when she is improving and she and ty had a good match here tonight
4: yeah it was good and uh i agree that it did it was a little weird that like anna was trying to cheat and it was two on one and all that but i but i think that i think they're just turning i think they're turning jade babyface and and i'm I'm for it. I think that was a great baby face win, you know, of someone who has all the talent who, but doesn't have the experience. Um, You know, I, I think, uh, I think the match looked like it was, might've been rehearsed a little in the Mm -hmm. beginning, but like in a good way, like that first spot they had, the first 10, 15 seconds of that match, Mm -hmm. uh, when they just started out really hot and Jade almost hit her with the What's her move called jaded or something like that? Yeah. Uh, Right out of the gate. Um, Like that was great. Yeah. That first part of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And again, especially with Jade going up again, Ty Conti has not that has not been in wrestling that long. Mm -hmm. She's somebody who's also constantly improving. Uh, You know, I think she's fallen back and then comes back a little bit. We didn't Um, get
4: to see judo tay though. No, we didn't.
1: Although I, I I would really like to know if, if she could honestly throw, somebody as huge as jade like mm. i'd like to see that in a shoot a yeah. in real life i would love to see that um let's see what else is there anything else we need to really hit on before we move on to everything else that's happened
4: in uh, AEW this week nothing huge I, I compliments to uh Britt baker's new title belt though i like that they gave her oh a- yeah i didn't
1: notice it at all until i saw people posting photos of it on twitter and I and I like it. Now I liked the old women's belt, but I yeah. this new one feels more substantial. Yeah. Like the old one, I really liked the design, but it did feel a little too far off of what the men's belts mm-hmm. look like. And um and this one, this one's just a great belt. Just yeah, a great belt. Great. Let's see. What's my last page of notes here? Um oh, hangman should have been DQ'd. We have talked about that at length
4: um yeah but you know that's the old bill watts rule like i remember one of the very i remember very early when i was first getting into watching wrestling i had a friend down the street named tim who would we'd watch mid-south and stuff and lord humongous would be in there and i would be like why can how can this guy wear a hockey ring? you know hockey mask in the ring and they say well the rule is if it's part of your outfit it's legal
1: I, I said that to a buddy of mine who was talking about uh, Roman Reigns and his like bulletproof, bulletproof vest. vest. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this is brilliant, man. This is absolutely brilliant. The
4: old D'Lo Brown.
1: Before we move on to the actual wrestling news from this week, I just have to ask you a quick Mid-South question. Oh, great. Yeah. Love Do it. you remember when um, Cowboy Bill Watts came, I think, came out of semi-retirement with a baseball bat he called the wing clipper? To run off the free birds. Do you remember this? I don't remember it being called the wing clipper. It was the wing clipper and it was there for the free birds. I love that. Yeah, that's for some reason that's been on my mind this week. So I thought I'd throw it out. Okay, so we had our we had our big our big surprise announcement on on dynamite this week. A lot of people had it half right. Everyone was talking about, is it he bought ROH and has a streaming deal? Mm-hmm. He bought ROH. There does not appear to be a streaming deal in place yet, but I feel like that's a big part of building to the streaming deal. And I love it on every level. And a lot of people, I saw a lot of comments this week that really confounded me, which was like, oh, I get it's a big deal to have the streaming content, but that's it. What's your take on the ROH announcement? Before I dive deeper into my take on it.
4: Well, it's funny because you know, as like Jeff and Paul joked, we 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 get more time to think about our takes, yeah. Before it, so I get to hear, you know, yeah. Paul Paul was very for it. Uh, Jeff was very anti it, mm-hmm. um, and I think I was somewhere in the middle.
1: That's that's one of the things I like the most about this group, and I like when yeah. we disagree on things because I like hearing. The other perspectives on all this, and I've enjoyed yeah. seeing everybody's perspectives this week, no matter how wrong they all
0: were.
4: <laughs> yeah, so i I like it. I like I like it, but I like it as a as a fan. I like it as Tony mm-hmm. buying something and protecting a legacy that he thinks is important. I think yeah. the streaming content um, is great. I mm-hmm. think I think the. I think it's not as valuable as a lot of people might think because the production quality is so bad in yeah. so much of it Yeah, that it's not like it'll mostly be great archival material, which is valuable. Yeah. I think it's yeah, it important. Is. Um, and I think it just adds to the number of hours that they have, which is great as they're looking yeah. for a streaming service. And that's
1: the one thing you really need to be able to present to a streaming service is all these hours supported by new content and new yep. content from people. That you can go back and watch their old stuff yeah. in this, and that's what they have now, right? With uh, with this ROH
4: uh, deal, I'm not so keen on it being a second promotion. Okay, um, i i just don't i I just think they're they've worked so hard to build up AEW as a brand, and it's a mm-hmm. bigger brand than ROH. Mm-hmm. I think it'll just, I think all it'll do is they. I don't think ROH will get as big as more AEW would. And right. I also think that it will just put a strain on Tony Khan because I don't think he'll know how to delegate.
1: Okay. This brings up a couple of interesting points okay. I want to make. Okay. Number one, I really like the idea of ROH as a separate promotion for a couple of reasons, mm-hmm. even if it is something called A.E.W. presents R.O.H.
4: Yeah. Okay, you and I want to clear, I like it as a fan. I like the idea yeah. of a fan.
1: Yeah, you're talking about as a business move, right. what benefits them the most. Exactly. And I've seen a lot of R.O.H. is worthless. As in R.O.H. as a promotion is worthless because A.E.W. has more value and R.O.H. went out of business for a reason. And mm-hmm. they did. And that reason is A.E.W., AEW and New (laughs) Japan are why ROH went out of business. Number one, when AEW debuted, WWE bought up everybody to keep them from AEW. And the people they didn't buy went to AEW. So there was no talent. ROH was the number one indie for dang close to 15 or 20 years. Really close to it. In fact, for years, I didn't understand why F4W and Wrestling Observer didn't cover it more because I wanted to hear about it. I knew I wasn't able to watch it live and I wanted to know what was going on and not just have to hope to pick up a DVD down the road. Mm-hmm. And so there's there was real value in that promotion until all the talent disappeared. Yeah. And I think there's still value there. And I like that Tony Khan, again, like you said, is keeping the legacy alive. And and who knows, thing is I don't know. Like, nobody knows if they're even going to keep ROH going, but I think they should for a couple of reasons. Number one, to get everybody more ring time. You know, um, one of my friends pointed out tonight, there's so many shitty punches on this pay-per-view. And I said, (laughs) that's a recurring thing in Mm AEW. And he's like, why is that? And I straight up said, I think everybody wrestles once a week, and that's a problem. Mm -hmm. I said, Thunder Rosa is the only person on this roster that I know wrestles multiple times per week. They mentioned on the show. Yeah, because I'm here in Louisiana, so I see all the ads for Texas wrestling all the mm-hmm. time. I have friends who are wrestlers in Texas, so I see Thunder Roses wrestling every week in Texas. Yeah.
4: she was here in Oklahoma City not yeah. too long ago.
1: And so I think they need a place for people to wrestle. I think they need a place to send the Anna Jays of the world who need uh, a, a refresher that's not on mainstream AW and I think they need a place where they can do this without it reflecting on AW ratings on AEW title pictures and where they can kind of do their own thing. And I'm going to I'm going to tie this in like remember this when we get to the next story we're going to talk about okay. after this. I'm going to bring this back around and I think an AEW presents ROH would be perfect for true TV. A lot of people are like, oh, does this come with a Sinclair deal? I don't think AEW gives a single F about Sinclair when they have Warner Media. Warner Media wanted 500,000 viewers on Friday nights, and they've been getting it. It's been slipping a little below, but 480 might as well be 500. That's great. If you look at True TV right now, it is Tacoma FD, it is Impractical Jokers, it is Spike TV, Kevin. It's straight up Spike TV, and Spike TV was perfect for the UFC. It was perfect for Impact. All they want on all they want on True TV is 180 thousand viewers an episode. That's their average, and if they could get 180 or 200 thousand viewers for a regular RO8 show. And potentially some some shows having old footage when really all they're showing is is old footage of three separate shows. There's a cooking show along with Tacoma FD, which my good buddy Jamie Kaler's on. And in practical jokers, I think that's the perfect home. And it's just sitting right there waiting for a new program. And I think that would be the place to put it. And um Yeah, I think that would, to me, that's the move if I'm Tony Khan. That's Mm -hmm. the move if I'm Warner Media. They get their own branded wrestling program, which has a built-in fan base with the power of AEW behind it. And uh, I think there's some people out there who Tony Khan might be willing to delegate to who would be very interested in running it and helping to create a legacy, not unlike their father, if they did not, in fact, leave AEW, Mm -hmm. as people think, and I still think is a complete absolute work and i'm willing to embarrass myself publicly by saying that kevin i don't think cody's gone at all i never thought cody was gone although i was kind of halfway could you were hedging your bet yeah i yeah. was hedging it but i'm the, here's the and here's you're the full, reason you're I a full-on
4: cody truther now
1: yes i am i i am all in like i am the um oh i am the alex jones of the cody road conspiracy <laughs> right now and listen everybody's gonna be like no they said they said it's not a work That's what you say when it's a work. Again, Brian Pillman exists. Hmm. Brian Pillman's contract and getting released because he was given a real release exists. And this is this is an industry of nothing but carny workers. And again, I think the two people who would actually try and pull off something this audacious are Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes. And again, back to the fact that Cody Rhodes walked away from legitimately, I think it's now up to seven to nine regular paychecks after just having a daughter without having a deal in place with WWE, to me, that is insanity. I can't imagine a new dad would do that. And the fact that – and I believe that if this is a work like I'm saying it is, like I'm saying I believe it is, I think he would absolutely go talk to WWE to help build the work. And maybe there's a comeback, and maybe Cody – Maybe he wants to do something with ROH. Maybe that's a part of this, and I think he's a guy who wants to be able to build that legacy because that's part of the storyline is he left because he lost creative control. Maybe Cody Rhodes gets creative control over ROH and tries to build a little bit of legacy right there. I know I'm stretching that a little bit, but mm-hmm. I definitely thought about it. All
4: right. That was a lot. Just, Let me I just dropped
1: back. a lot on your plate yeah. there, Kevin. My apologies.
4: Okay. Let me go back to the True TV thing. Yes. Uh, so what you're saying is True TV would be a good home for mm-hmm. a weekly wrestling show to get 200,000 viewers. And it would be better for it to be ROH and not AEW because 200,000 viewers for an AEW show would hurt their it would brand.
1: Look, it would hurt their brand. And also all the matches you would have to include in people's in people's right. totals on AEW it would just be TV. more of the – yeah.
4: Yeah, I think you need to be able to do it a little differently. And my and thinking was always – It gives it, freedom – like for instance, if I don't think this is the case or know that this case, mm-hmm. but you know, people threw it out, and I I wondered myself if, say, for instance, uh, part of the deal was to provide you know to continue to provide content to Sinclair for syndication, and they had a one hour show. That's highly possible. Then you know, I was thinking, well, they already have Elevation; they could just take it off of YouTube turn it into a little more of a main event show with some highlight yeah. packages and stuff from Control Center. And, you know, they've got an easy show, almost zero production cost, addition to what they're already doing. Right. Um, But now that it's on TV, ratings matter. right? So, you know, filling syndication slots is one thing. I have no idea how much ROH gets watched in local markets. Who knows? Yeah. But that makes I'd a lot of sense. Somebody knows. Dave probably that, knows. That having a show that is not beholden to the bottom line of AEW and I believe that when they announced when they made the business announcement that uh I don't remember if it was the ROH side I think it was per Tony Khan's release that it was said that it wasn't bought by AEW it was mm-hmm. bought by Tony by a holding company owned by Tony Khan
1: it's separate so it
4: is a separate business
1: and again if you were doing a show where 200,000 was considered really successful ratings and it is connected fully to AEW. All the WWE stands out there are going to be talking about, look at AEW getting these horrible ratings. Yeah. And by keeping it separate, that allows you. Also, I think it's a good idea to keep it separate for a couple more reasons. Again, storytelling freedom. You can try shit out. You can try out wild stuff. Um. And, number, and the other thing is, I like the idea of, if you want to try something a little different, like judges in, mm-hmm. in all the main events... Mm-hmm. Try it out there. Pure rules. Like this, Yeah, kind of like the deal The Rock just signed for the XFL with the NFL, where they are going to try out potential NFL rule changes in the XFL to see how it works. I like that as a place where you can try stuff out. People can get their match time. It's not going to hurt AEW in the eyes of everybody from for poor ratings because anything you were going to put on True TV or Sinclair, you're not going to get crazy good ratings. You're just not right. going to. And so I think it's a good move on every single level for Tony Khan. I really, really do.
4: See my theory, my my theory on what the biggest plus of it is, and I will get to Cody in a second, but mm-hmm. my, of the biggest value to me. Uh, Uh, I don't even think the tape library What was if there were some Mm -hmm. syndicated slots as part of the deal, not because they're going to be big movers. Right. But because it would help them just sort of become omnipresent in nationwide television, local homes at time slots. You know, sometimes it might be Saturday morning, sometimes Mm it'd be Saturday evening, but it would help them get back to that old model of the kids in your house being aware so that you know we talk about growing up on mid-south like a long-term play Look, the the, saturday
1: morning friday night
4: when you look at sunday wwe's demographic Mm -hmm. right they're all 55 and up Mm -hmm. when did those kids become fans yeah 84 yeah like so the same fan base has became a fan in the early 80s because of hulk hogan went through hulkamania Went to college around the time of the um, uh, attitude era. Yeah. Got married, started having kids, got distracted, came back when punk heated up. You know, yeah. like you can trace the life of a wrestling fan as the demographic of the WWE. One of, and I think one if of... AEW is smart, mm-hmm. they need to start making plays to start getting kids that, grow, yeah. you know, wake up and. And and have the Sammy Guevara was my favorite wrestler. I watched a yeah. Darby Allin match that stuck with me. And I never, you know, so that the podcast 30 years from now, they'll talk about, you know, the dog collar match.
1: Again, give me give me a Saturday morning. Dan Howes hosted like <laughs> right circus of the most yeah. bizarre. So like give something that looks like Kaiju Big Battle. But one of my favorite all time Brian Alvarez rants was the fact that when he was 20 years old the average re- age of wrestling fan was 20 and when he was 30 it was 30 yeah. and so on and so forth and you're right you need to start making a play for a brand new audience and and that does give you options to do it um and also that kind of takes me back to some moves the UFC's made over the years where they have bought companies and put them in time slots for just simply because there were actually new TV stations interested in airing, yeah, MMA, and uh, and they had an open time slot, and they made a deal. And Vince has done this as well to just buy a company, put it in there, put it at that time slot. I actually think that's how the ECW, the WWE version of ECW, got started was. Mm-hmm. I think maybe ROH was talking to sci-fi and that's how it happened. I could be wrong on that, but I remember something like that. And they just grabbed that time slot or maybe it was impact at the time.
4: Mm-hmm. So I can't go there with you, Cody. I know. I understand. That was, listen, I went real far on that. If it happens, real far on that. if anything close to it happens, I will up on the rooftops. I better be publicly genius. recognized as the new Oracle. Yeah. But yes. no, I
1: I, I I don't I don't think he is I don't think he actually left. I know I, no one's going to agree with me on that and I'm cool with it and this, again, yeah. I'm perfectly willing to be perfectly humiliated over it. I, and then the ROH thing is definitely even a step they, beyond that.
4: I will give you credit, the conspiracy adds up. Thank you. Like I, I can't I that. can't poke holes in it per se.
1: And I let me tell you, a big part of this is the fact that he is a new dad. It really is. And yeah. the fact that he is now he, gone yeah. It, it's either a great work or he's a horrible business. And there, there's also this, like, okay, Cody's contracts up. They can't work out a deal. Was Brandy's two contracts up? Because I don't think right. they were. Right. Is she just leaving out of solidarity? Is she literally giving up two high-paying jobs out of solidarity because her husband's leaving? And where when they have a up? brand new kid, it makes right. no sense to me. And again, when you add up all these paychecks, like if they are just mm-hmm. two or three hundred thousand dollars per, per paycheck. $200,000, right. this is millions of dollars of money they're giving them mm-hmm. between the two of them. Between the
4: two of them. There's no when, way WWE is matching that.
1: And even if they do, that's the only place that can match it. Because I don't think Cody wants to leave his daughter behind to go to New Japan. Because mm-hmm. that's the only other company that can give him any kind of real no.
4: salary. He did his He did his 18 months. And is he Cody never, that I don't dumb? think he ever wants to do that again.
1: And, and and when you talk about, okay, let's say they were making a combined, let's go crazy. Let's say $3 million a year combined between the two of them every deal they had they've now i bet it had to be more than that though it probably had to be they've now potentially gone months with no income months mm-hmm. like this has been going on a month now a uh, minimum and uh to me it That just makes no sense. Again, if he would have shown up in WWE or gotten signed by WWE immediately, even if he didn't show up for months, it does make sense. Like I get it. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to figure out how this decision makes sense for somebody who I know, isn't a dumb guy in in Cody Rhodes. Mm -hmm. Like, how does this make sense for where he is in his life right now? If he doesn't have that deal set with WWE, that's that's where I keep getting hung up.
4: I, I get hung up on that. I, I just I buy more into Cody Rhodes being so um, self-assured, self-assured that like he got him himself, himself into a bad shape, bad place. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, this is the the best work in history.
1: Yeah, that's no, it, listen, that's what I want everybody to understand. I don't think this is just a normal work that happens all the time. If this does turn out to be a work, it's legitimately the best work in history. It's that and Brian Pillman getting getting Eric Bischoff to give him a legitimate yeah. release to claim he's been released. That's, that's and the current the, champ, yeah. Yeah, that's the champ, and this would be the only thing that's ever been done that would come close. And again, I think these are the two guys who would do it, and I'm probably wrong. Yeah. I'm probably wrong. But man, they well, – I think it's in the realm of possibility, the
4: end, and the end result could be the same, even yeah. even if it wasn't the plan from the beginning. That's even, true. Even if there was a, you know, uh, I'm going to leave. I'm going to do this. You yeah. know, um, maybe this isn't the best deal. Hey, if you come back, you know, let's work mm-hmm. together on this kind of thing. Yeah it it uh, it's it seems it. None of it adds up, no matter which no. way you look at it.
1: And one last thing, I want to throw out here. One last thing on this mm-hmm. is, um, if ROH does become WWE's, or, sorry, AEW's NXT, which uh-huh. currently NXT is currently AEW's right. NXT. <laughs> yeah. If it does become that, William Regal, potentially Samoa Joe. Yeah. Man, you've got everybody you need to run a company, mm-hmm. to develop talent. You've got everybody. Clearly, Dustin Rhodes is doing some work with QT Marshall, mm-hmm. the Nightmare Factory with, with the products they've been putting out. You got everything you need right now to, to make that happen. Like, it's already – you already have the people.
4: Mm-hmm. So I do like the idea of them building a developmental brand, if not a full promotion. Yeah, and that's don't, the thing is even
1: – even if it's not a TV product, even if mm-hmm. they continue it just the way it was, basically a DVD company. Mm-hmm. I mean, AEW is just a T-shirt company, so why not have a DVD company right. as well? <laughs> I mean, it was successful. It was a model that worked yeah. for a lot of years until AEW took all the talent. And now right. they'll have access to a lot of that talent.
4: Yeah. I mean, when ROH was at their peak, their stars were Adam Cole, mm-hmm. the Young Bucks, Hangman Page, Brian Danielson, and Brian Danielson, uh, before that. Yeah. Yeah. In the uh, early days, Brian Danielson uh, and Claudia. Uh, but like when they were making their most money, when everyone thought, Oh, they're really going to yeah. break through. It was Cody, the bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hangman page and Adam Cole. Yeah. Uh, were the top stars and, uh, you know, AJ styles would come through every once in a while, but, uh, yeah. And so it, it I, I
1: now go ahead. Now that they have All In back, they have they own All In. Do you think All In could become the fifth pay per view per year for AEW? Maybe bookend with All In, All Out. I will not bookend, but you get what I'm saying. Right. Every six months, one of them.
4: I don't know about a full pay per view, but I could see them making like the go home show to All Out. And if they keep doing All Out in Chicago, I could see them doing like all in on saturday night It's a good idea like yeah like a saturday night sunday and just keep working on that as a destination right uh program
1: now one of the things that i don't want to get lost in the shuffle because we have i mean this is a big show kevin like we're, we're right. talking about a pay-per-view that we just watched the purchase of roh the cody Rhodes, god knows what's going on there right um i i want to talk about the match on rampage i want to talk about yeah the three way like that the the, who okay sammy guevara darby allen andrade ali low yeah again i watched i watched that that show sunday morning i always watch saturday or sunday and and i'd heard it was good but man was that thing good that was a fantastic match i think it had to be match of the week for me before the pay-per-view
4: it might still be match of the week for me when I go back. I don't know. It's, it's the thing is, it's worth
1: it's part of the conversation. And yeah. that's important. Like right. It was so good. We're still thinking about that. And for me, I watched them all the same day. And I agree with you. I think it's I think it's in the discussion. And that's a big deal for a rampage match it is the first match on rampage
4: i had a thought when i was watching because the when i when i was watching it i thought oh my gosh why wasn't this on the pay-per-view this should have been on the pay-per-view instead of that uh trio's tornado match yeah that was before i saw the trio's tornado match and it was awesome surprisingly perfect for what it was expected especially where it was placed yeah but so i i wouldn't say that now but as i had that thought i thought you know what I kind of really like the idea of the weeks of pay-per-views being like championship week. Yeah. And the TBS title gets defended on dynamite Mm -hmm. the Wednesday before a pay-per-view and the TNT gets title gets defended on Friday before the pay-per-view. I like that. Kind of spread it out where you don't have too many title matches on the Mm pay-per-view. It does occasionally keep it from.
1: And I like Sammy was the one guy not defending his title on the pay-per-view. So they right. had him defend it the day be- the two days before. Right. And I love that.
4: I like them. I like the idea of them spreading it out. And it would also, uh, it would also kind of appeal to what we were talking about at the beginning, which is, uh, you know, the show is just being too loaded and they're just, you know, like we said, it's the all you can eat buffet and they just won't yeah. let you stop eating until.
1: You- yeah. <laughs> which by the way, I wanted to tell you, cause I'm going to tie this in um, Texas day, Brazil, yeah. Most, like Texas Day Brazil, you've got a little card. One right. side's green, one one side's red. When you turn it to the red side, they don't bring you food anymore. In theory, uh, for most yeah. people, they don't bring the food. They look at me, Kevin. Every time I've been to Texas Day Brazil, yeah. they keep it coming. They're yeah. coming to the table. Like, this guy, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. He clearly doesn't know how this works. That's on red, and that's how I feel like AEW is. Like whether I want right. more food or not, it's no, going it's, down my throat, and right. I'm going to be. I look. I'm. I'm a man. I'm a large man. I can take it. Yeah. But my God, am I worn out at the end? And I do think this is a problem I've been talking about with friends. Yeah. For almost a year now, I think very close to a year and something that needs to be addressed.
4: Yeah. It's something, you know, I, I mentioned it last week. I think I mentioned earlier in the show or maybe just on the pre-show mm-hmm. that I'm planning on going to uh double or nothing in Vegas. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. Um, Man, when my wife and I were playing the trip, she agreed like she'll, go to her first ever wrestling show, which is super mm-hmm. exciting and shows that she loves me dearly, even though she hates wrestling. Right. But, uh, you know, we had an option of when to plan the trip and I was like, well, I know I I've got to go to double or nothing. Right. That, yeah. For me, that's not an option for her. I kind of wish we were going to the live rampage. Oh yeah. Cause I would kind of rather her experience be, you know, a nice three hour show mm-hmm. with like a 2.0 match. And, you know, some dark and elevation and, you know, some, you know, Dante Martin jumping through the air. And then like a really great main event with like, you know, probably less chance of, you know, barbed wire. Less chance of some tax. Tax and the hoochie and all that. Yeah. And tax. (laughs) Because I was watching tonight and I was sitting there. You're you know, thinking what is a thinking this thinking was of the, the future. Show. What, would, what would we be watching this live in the theater, you know, in, in the an in event? And I'm like, man, five hours for someone who's never been to a wrestling show that's and doesn't even like it. That's going to test our marriage. It's going to be a lot. <laughs> uh, and, and then, like, I, just being here at home mm-hmm. uh, with the wife and kids around the house, I was very self-conscious about that dog collar match. Mm-hmm. And even the Moxley, you know, because it was like, oh, I just... Like I said, I'm resensitized to this it. It's going to change
1: the way they view me as a person.
4: Right. Like they said, yeah. why do you, what, what is it that you like about this? You know, yeah. was this a streak that we thought you were a nice man, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, Hey, listen to this Brian Danielson interview because he's a nice guy too, but he loves the violence.
1: He loves the violence that like, okay, this is going to probably alienate some people, but I was a Nick at night kid growing up. And I'm the, I remember the first night that Nickelodeon became Nick at night after like 6 PM and I was there, I was watching, and there was an old show that hardly anybody's ever heard of called Car 54, Where Are You? Yeah, I remember that. And there was an episode of Car 54, Where Are You, where these people came to Officers Tootie and Muldoon, the stars of the show, and basically this this nice man, this sweet, wonderful human being who's a hairdresser, had been boxing, and they wanted him to stop boxing because he got so violent. And so Tootie and Muldoon try and help, and they set him up with like a pro boxer, and he kills the guy. Then they set him up with this other pro boxer, and he kills the guy. Mm. And then they, for what? Like they they basically talk him in to to quitting boxing. And the next thing you know, they're back at his hair salon, and he is just being mean to the women, berating them. And you realize the whole reason he's such a nice guy is he got the violence out of his system in the ring. Oh yeah, this is after they set him up, and they they basically set up look, like um. Sugar Ray Robinson in an old man costume to beat him up. And then they had to convince him to get back in the ring. So he quit berating the old women. And I think it's probably a similar thing maybe with you, Kevin. You got to get it out of your system. Yeah, got to have the blood feuds. Right. Keep such an even keel throughout the rest of the
4: week. That's I think I've learned a lot about myself tonight. And
1: ladies and gentlemen, that is your weekly car. 54 story. (laughs) Tune in next week for more. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Well, this was, a good, this was a good week of wrestling in general on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have the rest of the matches listed? I don't think we do. I don't think I
4: copied them in. Well, there was a lot going on. There was so much going on this week. Yeah, mostly what I remember from last week is that last go-home segment yeah. with Punk. Yeah. You know what? We don't, with, yeah. we don't
1: need to go over it all. We, we talked about the best match of the week on free TV. Mm-hmm. I don't even think we really need to do should have been on Dynamite this week. There's like ROH cody revolution those are the big stories uh one thing we can get back to though is um where we think we're we're going moving forward that's something we talked about with uh with jeff and paul and i I, i'm kind of with jeff and i don't think we need to know going in that's something to think about laying in bed at night and Mm -hmm. getting ready for dynamite on wednesday but Mm -hmm. uh, that is interesting is where we're going to go from here um with the titles, no clue on Adam Page, no clue what's next for that. Yeah, no clue with any of them really, because like maybe Thunder, like I do think the Thunder Rosa thing will get extended into San Antonio. Yeah, um, and I think AEW would, I think they, I think they would change the title on free TV. I think they've done it a number of times with the belts, they would. and I think I, they're planning you know, on it.
4: It's a shame that they didn't make the. I w- I wish they'd done more of a screw job tonight. To, yeah. to make it feel like really an injustice that like, she lost. I really liked the fact that she kept getting the
1: pin and nobody was there to to to, to make to, to count it. Yeah. And that led to her violently, absolutely violently attacking Reba and yeah. uh and attacking Jamie. And. um And so I felt like that was kind of enough, but you're right. It, they need to they need to go. It doesn't need to be too subtle, and I think I think AEW does suffer. I think it was a little too little subtle, too yeah. subtle mm-hmm. a lot of times. Um, let's see with uh, and then with a the, I'm really interested to see who's going to end up beating Jade Cargill for that uh, that TBS championship. You know, it might just be something that so far in the future we don't even need to worry about it. Yeah. They don't need to worry about
4: it. I don't think they're. I don't think they're planning on doing anything with that anytime yeah. soon.
1: I think no matter what the no matter where people are in the ratings, I think Ty Conti and Chris Statlander are, are kind of like the gatekeepers to the title picture. Mm-hmm. They're kind of your top. They're your top baby faces who aren't champions outside of Thunder Rosa, who's clearly in the title picture beyond them. And and we should, we saw tonight Jade app Jade beat Ty Conti
4: clean, and um, yeah, I think if. Well, I was going to say that I thought Brit would carry the title all the way to to double or nothing. Double so or nothing. That she'd have a one year reign. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think you're right, think though. I think I think the whole thing is pointing to thunder. Um, I don't You know, it's interesting. Uh, uh Tony Khan and the media uh, media call. I think it was in the media call. Mm -hmm. i saw i didn't listen to it but i saw quotes and stuff that um that he said that a whole bunch of new stories were going to be set up at double or nothing yeah and i didn't really pick up on it too much i mean obviously revolution or double or nothing i'm sorry at revolution okay yeah obviously didn't
1: see a lot of them i mean
4: the regal moxley danielson is a pretty big one yeah
1: now that is a big one. And also like he he did say there was a lot of surprises coming. That would be Swerve and mm. William Regal and really excited about both of those. Um another story that got revealed is the Wardlow the Wardlow deal is in. He's kind of he's kind of turned mm. on MJF. Not a full turn, but like a 75% turn. So and I'm he's going to be leading and that's going to be leading into this match and and I think you guys are right. I think MJF is going to possibly demand the shot or the title one of the other one or the other
4: i could see him also being a deal where um they send out spears to cost him the match because he can't stand the fact of him winning
1: i i I think that's going to happen i think either spears or mjf is going to get directly involved and keep him from taking it at this moment and then we're going to get that turn where it's going to be
4: Wardlow versus mjf for a little while And, and and we talked about and the pre-show, we all, we all, I think, we all picked MJF winning. Maybe if yeah, not, I think we all picked. Four.
1: I didn't think that. Uh, I disagreed with the whole MJF getting the title at double or nothing. Hey, mm. puppet it up! She's telling me that we're <laughs> nearing the end here. But uh, I absolutely thought MJF was winning this match. That was the the biggest shock of the night for me.
4: I think if he, I think if he were, if they were wanting to him to become a world title contender, I don't think tonight. Ruined it. I don't think he could jump right into it. Yeah. But he could have this whole side feud with Wardlow um, for a few months and then just build right back up. And within, you know, six months or so, or even I bet he could by double nothing, still find his way in. And that's the big thing with
1: AEW is. When we think we're going to get something, it's usually still six months away. We've had that yeah. with Wardlow. We've had that with so many things right. with the Cody potential heel turn. Everything, nothing happens when you think it's going to happen, but it'll eventually, it eventually will. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I, I didn't think, again, I didn't think Jurassic Express was going to lose. And I didn't think that MJF was going to be hit, like in the main, it, it like, it still feels like it's six months away to me or a year away mm-hmm. and may thing is it, it, it probably should happen sooner. I think it should. I think they might be waiting a little long. Cause I don't think you're going to get any hotter than he's been. Like, I don't think you can put together a better story than these two guys have done on television. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like, and if you can, who, who is out there to do it with,
4: you know? Yeah. And I don't know. They could, but I, I don't know if they're going to keep going with punk and them. Cause that was a pretty good blow off. And yeah, uh, I think in the pre-show, they talked about like where uh, I think Jeff asked, like, you know, where could they go once you've done a dog collar match? Like, where could they go? Yeah. And the only answer I could think of was an I quit match because yeah. they because they've had so much in the story about you quit on me. Right. That that I'm going to make you quit again. Um, but they were kind of doing I quit spots in the dog collar match with yeah. the microphone and everything. I mean, they were doing yeah. straight out of flair funk.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's I'm excited to see where we're going to go from this. Um. Wh- okay, I never can keep the dates of pay per view straight in my head. Was there a pay per view between All Out and this and Revolution, or was All Out last? Full gear, full gear. Okay, was where? Yeah, page where page won the title. That's right. We have had a really, really strong run of pay per views. Oh yeah. Uh, and and again, like I will always remember All Out because of the huge things that happened there but when we get down to it when when Dave's star ratings come out when we start thinking about our ratings for these matches it could be it could end up being higher overall uh maybe even than all out which in my mind is the best pay-per-view i've ever seen
4: mm-hmm. yeah but i i i think that the, the thing that's, all out's still bigger i think the thing that makes all Out bigger was the was the more the surrounding events yeah And everything and and the fact that the way it ended, I think people didn't feel as exhausted because they were so exhilarated by the what was happening with the four big debuts. And
1: that's just that's basically an adrenaline shot right into the heart. Yeah. You know, and by the way, like if Tony Khan, this is something I never thought I would say. If Tony Khan ever decides to do like a two hour dynamite, this nothing but debuts. I think I'm ready for it. I think I'm here for it. (laughs) At this point, just give me debuts. Yeah, like I'm. I I always want more debuts when we get some.
4: Uh, well, he's gonna be doing the ROH Super Card of Honor uh, WrestleMania weekend in Dallas. So I oh guess technically God. you could say that's that's
1: the first all AEW. Debuts.
4: Yeah, kind of
1: show. Yeah, at a at one of these events, and and I think most of us believe that Jonathan Gresham is signed or about to be signed. He was backstage recently. I think he's in the main event against Bandito. Um, I'm really excited to see what's going to happen there. Also, um, Tony Khan has not seemed that interested in signing the Briscoes. Is it because he was already working out this deal with ROH and wants could the be. Briscoes there? Mm-hmm. And could, could we get the FTR feud then? Maybe, you know, I can't see FTR doing all the work they've done on Twitter without knowing that there was going to be a payoff. Yeah. And without, you know, and so maybe they did know there's going to be a payoff, but it's going to be in ROH. And I'm okay with AEW lending talent, but I don't want that to be all like going on all the time. Maybe lend some talent for a couple of just kind of
4: rotate them through super
1: shows. Yeah. Rotate them through again. Like tonight, we had no FTR, we had no Proud and Powerful, and that those were noticeable absences. Like if you're going to give somebody, if somebody wants, you know, if somebody's just finished a major deal, Mm -hmm. let them go have a, you know, let them go have a month run in ROH just to refresh get some new ideas that sort of thing not necessarily saying i'd do that right now but i was just Mm -hmm. thinking like there's aw has a lot of guys like christian like christian's been this manager for a while and i'm wondering is that because he's injured potentially or Mm -hmm. they just don't have anything else for him he's too big a part of of this jurassic express storyline
4: i think it's the latter probably but yeah yeah, i mean they could do a whole other pay-per-view with just people that weren't on the show and it wouldn't be a bad show
1: no no, absolutely. You could put together one heck. You know what, Kevin? You just insured what I'm going to be doing in bed tonight. Instead of reading my book like I wanted to, <laughs> I'm going to be laying there with plaid, pencil paper.
4: powerful in the main event. Yeah,
1: yeah. That I'm. I will report back to everyone next week with my math, with my my liner right. for that pay per view. Can I include Dan Housen since he only cursed someone? Yes. Okay, I appreciate that. So, anything else you want to hit before we wrap it up? We're hour and forty three minutes so. in. Man,
4: this is a day. This was this has been a heck
1: of a day. This is my AEW Sunday, and I've loved every second yeah. of it. Uh, so, listen, everybody. I think this show is coming out tonight, so we need to wrap it up. Thank you for joining in. Thank you for listening. Make sure and check out the Dynamite show every Wednesday. Um, I think we're gonna be back with video next week because I figured out a big technical problem I've been fighting with. Can't wait to talk to you all next Monday. Have a great night, everyone, and uh, hopefully we're gonna ha- we're gonna find out what's next for all these AEW champions this Wednesday.